in today's show. We're looking at the fantasy basketball waiver wire. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd. I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's PrizePix.com, and the promo code is LOCKEDON. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we're here to do the waiver wire. Again, we're at that time of the year where there are, what, two weeks left in the season. So the structure of the show doesn't need to be the same that it's always been. There doesn't need to be must roster players. We're going to look at guys who have been added, have been dropped. We're going to do a bit of a shutdown watch situation. We're just, just sort of tailoring stuff to where we are in the season. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, so let's just look at players that have been added and what can we gain from that. We've been talking for five, six days here about the situation in Portland and telling you that Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant and Yusuf Nurkic and Damian Lillard are done. They're done. So one of the most added players is Shaden Sharp. Hopefully, you guys were able to grab that ad earlier on this week. Yes, I thought that they would go with Reddish into some minutes. They didn't, but Sharp is the ad. We also look down the bottom of that list. Probably should have put them together considering I'm talking Blazers here. Trent Watford, he's the clear ad with Jeremy Grant out and not coming back. So he's going to get really big run here. You could also, like he's not on this list, but you throw Drew Eubanks into this mix as well. And then you've got the confusion about what happens with Thibel, Reddish, Keon Johnson. There's a lot of Archer Jack. I know there's quite a few different names. They're not most must. They're not on the most added list though. Denny Avdia is because you know, we have seen Avdia as has happened many times this season, when two players are out, especially Bradley Beal, he really steps up and takes on a ball handling role and a bigger usage role. That's what's happening now. And yes, he's a guy to grab. And then in Charlotte, we got some uh, weirdness happening. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, Mark Williams is back, which I didn't know that would happen. I was pretty suspect on it happening, to be honest. He came back. Not only did he come back, but in his second game today, he started, and Nick Richards was a DNP, which is absolutely wild. But that is the stupidity of this point of the season. Um, yeah, Mark Williams, absolutely. He, he was on our, he featured on our show yesterday in terms of guys to add on the weekly preview show, I'm pretty sure. And on the streaming show, like absolutely a guy to add. There's no, no question about that whatsoever. Sadiq Bay has been one of the most added players. I guess that is for the Saturday, Sunday, back to back. They don't have a very good schedule this week. Only three games. So I guess people added him for that. I wouldn't be bothered holding on to Sadiq with three games coming up this week. The Duck, Luke Canard. Ah, oh, there we go. We always, we've got to have one, don't we? We've always got to have a chase in there. He had 10 threes last game. Cool. That's great. Awesome. You don't get those 10 threes if you added him after that. He can still be really useful because he's a great free throw shooter and he's going to hit some threes. And he's going to pl- probably play 24 minutes a night. But what happened last game is just no chance of happening. Obviously, he hit 10 of 11 threes. He's just not going to do that. Or he's going to probably not going to play that sort of minutes load. So, I mean, sure. Cool. Well done. You guys added him. I just... Not you guys. Someone added him. A lot of people added him, apparently. 
I don't think it's going to work. Kobe White was well, has been pretty strong. It does help when Caruso or DeRozan are out, and when both of those guys play, it is a little bit harder for me to get excited about the prospects of White. But as a player playing on Sunday, that's always a, a, a benefit there as well. So I don't I don't dislike that one. I'm not sure it's going to last long term. Chris Boucher, yeah. Look, if we know that Barnes and Trent are out and Achua, then Boucher is going to be that guy. At the time of me recording this, they're still questionable for Sunday's action, but Boucher has been playing pretty well given the fact that three regular rotation players are out. He steps into a larger role. Nurse doesn't trust anybody else, and he gets those good minutes, which is really useful for us at this point in the year. And then there's Trenton Watford, who I did just talk about already as a replacement for Jeremy Grant, one of the most easiest ads you'll see. The most dropped players over that time frame as well. Timothy John McConnell. Yes, we go re-add him if Halliburton happens to miss more time, but we saw Halliburton return, play the back-to-back, and McConnell didn't really play at all. We held on to him for the three games in four nights when Halliburton was questionable. Halliburton missed one of those games. McConnell had two solid games and one dud. Totally okay. Move on. That's all good. People dropping Chris Dunn. Not, not really sure why the aggressive drop on Chris Dunn happened. It's a little, I guess, I guess people in their finals this week, the Jazz don't play Sunday. He's totally expendable in that situation. But they also go four times next week, and we have no idea whether Clarkson and Sexton are going to play. In fact, I'd probably suggest they don't next week at all, but I don't know that. So I get it. If you're in the finals, dropping him for Sunday, totally okay. For next week, he could play 20 minutes for the entire week. But he also could play 85, 90 minutes. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. I didn't expect him to be on the most dropped, well, second most dropped player. Malik Monk, yep, just too unreliable, isn't he? Look, he doesn't play Sunday, so we move on. The minutes are, and the production's all over the shop. He got ejected last game, which probably didn't help. Look, there's, yeah, look, it's just too unreliable. Zach Collins. He's playing today, so a little weird to see him as one of the most dropped players. Well, I assume he's playing today. He's, on the, he's not on the injury report, so I assume he's playing. But I talked about this on the weekly preview show yesterday. With all of this uncertainty around the Spurs, we don't not even back-to-back. We don't know game-to-game if they're going to play. They play three games next week, a 10-game Wednesday, a 13-game Friday, a 13-game Sunday. If you don't even know that they're going to play three games, they might play two, and those two games might come on 13-game slates, well, there's probably no reason to hold. I would have waited until after Sunday got somebody in, a Pelicans player for Monday, Tuesday, and then been happier with that roster spot with him and basically anybody on this Spurs team. But I don't know if I would have dropped him right now. Taylor Horton-Tucker fits in the exact same spot as Chris Dunn. I'm guessing people dropped him because of Sunday. Look, he's not particularly strong, but I still think he's worth having with four games next week and the uncertainty around Sexton and Clarkson. Nempard drop. Yeah, cool. No problem. Absolutely no worries with that. D'Anthony Melton. With Harden out, I would have still held, but again, they don't play Sunday, so it's totally within your rights to drop. They do have the schedule that basically every team has, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday next week. No back-to-backs, but there's no guarantee Harden plays on Monday. I would have liked to hold Melton if I was still active. And then there's Terrence Mann, who hasn't really stepped up a huge amount with Paul George out. He's been okay. Two games ago, he played 27 minutes, but 20 against the Pelicans. He did get injured in that game and returned to action, so it's hard to really judge what his playing time is like. But again, he doesn't play on Sunday, so I get it with a drop. He is, as I've mentioned 
plenty of times when Paul George went down that he and Eric Gordon are fine, but they're also sort of fringe 12-team league players. You've also got the big stiffy five-minute man, Bones Highland, in that mix now, as well as someone who can have some sort of production, um, which makes them all sort of streamy, fringy type players versus being um, any sort of must-roster status. Today's episode is brought to you by PricePix. PricePix is daily fantasy, but it's not daily fantasy with salary caps or thousands of people going into lineups. It's you, one-on-one, versus player projections. So you might go in there and see Chris Boucher at 11.5 points. You go, I think these other guys are going to be out. Let's go over on Chris Boucher's points. Or we look at, we go in and see Isaiah Jackson. Is he set at half a block? Well, I think Turner might be at risk of sitting. So let's try Isaiah Jackson. You get two to six of those, put him into a lineup. You can up to 25 times your entry fee. It's super easy. It's fast. You do it in under 60 seconds. You can do it in over 30 US states. You can do it in majority of Canada. You can do it for lots of different sports as well, not just the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball starting this Thursday. You've got the end of the men's and women's college basketball tournaments. You've got European basketball. You've got cricket. You've got PGA. You've got NASCAR. You've got MMA. You've got boxing and you've got disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com and get well, sign up and play daily fantasy sports. And when you sign up, first-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PricePix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. New segment, Shutdown Watch. Now, there will be people who take me out of context all the time. I, I know this will happen. Well, Josh Lloyd told me that shutdowns don't exist. It's not what I said. What I have said is that the shutdown narrative is bullshit and the way that people talk about shutdowns is completely fake and the shutdowns that people invent don't exist. The ones where they say, well, as soon as it hits January, these people will just stop playing when they're healthy. As soon as it hits the All-Star break, guys are done. And that is just not true. And as I've said millions and millions of times, once you hit April and the last week of March, there will be players who have small injuries or tanking situations who will sit for the last two, two and a half weeks of the season. This will happen. And you know how you stop that happening and impacting your fantasy league? Well, you end your playoffs around the 20th of March. And if you had have done that this season, the one that would have really hurt you is the Boyan Bogdanovich one in Detroit um, and some Spurs tomfoolery. Well, which sort of ins and outs with a lot of those players, which started in December, basically. Now, we are in peak shutdown situations. There are so many either fake injuries, exaggerated injuries, or injuries that would keep people out for two weeks or 10 days anyway, but there's two weeks left in the season. So they said, don't bother coming back. That's where we're at in the season. So, wanted to look at some teams who I think are going to be making some moves like that. The Charlotte Hornets, to me, are in peak shutdown uh, territory. I am very surprised that Gordon Hayward's out here playing back-to-backs. I do not, after Rogier left that game with a sore foot and Oubre's missed the last couple, I am very, very concerned about the future status of Terry Rogier and Kelly Oubre. I would throw Hayward onto that mix, but for some reason he is still playing. I think that will end soon. So we're really heavily into Dennis Smith. I don't know whether Rogier comes back or not. I don't know. But given where they are in the standings, and the fact that now they've won two games in a row, maybe they're better off with Dennis Smith playing. They've won two games in a row against the Mavericks. They're, they're a shit show at the moment. Um, they can't really go anywhere. They're nine games above the Pistons. They're six games uh, behind the Magic. They can't really catch them. But I guess it's more about just seeing what these other guys have. And I think one big indication of that is that they locked up Nick Richards to a contract extension. We've seen what you can do, Nick. Let's see what Kai Jones can do now. You're sitting down. Don't know whether that'll be the case moving forward, but it makes me think, hey, what are we going to get out of Rogier? What are we going to get out of Sima High Luke? What are we going to get out of James Booknight, who played 10 or 12 minutes today? 
So I like Smith as an ad. Mahay Luke, maybe. Could be book night later on. Jones in deeper leagues. JT Thor is an interesting guy if they do sit Washington and Haywood. Again, they can't really move too much in the Eastern Conference standings. In the West, they're 25 and 51. They can't really move there anyway. They're sort of locked into that four seed. So they're not, they don't need to necessarily lose games. It's more about um, trying guys out. The Pistons. Bogdanovich is over. We haven't heard a single thing about that. He's not coming back, I don't think. Burks is not coming back. I think Rodney Magruder, as soon as you say, ooh, you're, question, you're doubtful or you're out with foot soreness, that to me is a write-off. He's done, I think. Um, Corey Joseph's doubtful with an illness. That one is up in the air to me, but I'm certain that Bogdanovich, Burks, and Magruder aren't coming back. Magruder's absence, coincidentally, um, times itself with the return of Isaiah Livers. Who would have thunk that Magruder starting at small forward and then when the guy that would have started at small forward returns, Magruder's magically injured. It's just amazing. The coincidences that happen in the league, man. You couldn't script this stuff. Anyway, I think those guys are all out. So we're looking at that Marvin Bagley power forward minutes being really secure. Livers having some value there. Amarui. Livers and Amarui are more deeper league sort of players. Um, Ivy's going to get lots of shots. He's going to get pissed off. He's going to be inefficient. But I think all these guys, these three older players are not coming back. I've gone to the Indiana Pacers there. They are not a team that necessarily sits a bunch of guys. Although, again, we, we say this, and people have this idea about the Pacers, and they talked about it with the Kings last season as well. The Pacers sat players last season. Malcolm Brogdon just didn't play. Miles Turner, I think he was injured, but he also just, I think he probably could have pushed back the last couple of weeks, didn't come back. And I called this a couple of days ago. I said, look, hey, wait for the back-to-back. I reckon we might see some back-to-back spasms from Miles Turner come up. They did. He didn't play on Saturday. I don't think he's going to get hard shut down here, but I think he's going to have games off. I'm not sure whether Halliburton will. I think there's a chance in the final week that Tyree sits. We've already seen them move Buddy Heald to the bench in a sort of a weird sort of soft shutdown situation. I don't think Chris Duarte is coming back. I also don't think anyone cares about Chris Duarte's fantasy value. The ankle just can't get right, so I'm not sure that he's going to play. But Turner's the one to watch there. If Isaiah Jackson can at least hold down the backup center minutes, which I don't even have confidence in that, given the switcheroos that constantly happen. If he gets in and mixes in three starts and six backup games, that's enough for 12-team leagues. The Blazers. Lillard, Simons, Grant, Nurkic. Done, 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 done. They're done. So, Sharp. Watford. Yes. And then we go to, ooh, what does Reddish do? What does Thibault do? Or oh, Eubanks, sorry. Sharp, Watford, Eubanks. Then you've got Thibault. Then you've got Archer Jackano who's starting, although I do like Keon Johnson more than Archer Jackano. Remember, this is the team that was running like Brandon Williams 40 minutes a night last season. Who, you might ask? Yeah, Brandon Williams. And I don't even know if I remember that guy's name correctly. That's how nondescript NPC he is. So you can go and have a look. There's going to be some random stuff happening. Sharp, Watford, Eubanks. Love them. After that, Reddish, Iffy. Archer Jackano, Iffy. Keon Johnson, probably a bit safer than Iffy. Nasir Little, maybe he's an option as well. There's going to be some weird stuff going on. The Spurs, everyone is at risk here. The only guy I think is going to play every night is Sandro Mamakilashvili. And that might make him, he's at least a 14-team league option, might make him a 12. But as I mentioned, they've got a shocking schedule. No quality games next week at all. So would you even play Sandro any day? Probably not. So any value of Bates-Diop or Devontae Graham or Branham or Wesley or Mamu or bloody... Gorgie Jang or Don Barlow or old mate Champagne. Would you even play him? Probably not. Probably not. The Jazz. I'm really worried. I talked about this, about trying to pass through coaches and players' comments. The absolute lengths that they went to to tell us about how sore Larry Markinen's hand was meant that he was going to miss time. I think that he might be done. 
I don't know that for sure, but I would put it at over 50% that Larry Markkinen is out. I have not been told anything on this, but I would put it at over 50% that Larry Markkinen's season is over, meaning that Oshai Baji stays in 30 minutes a night. We know he's pretty up and down in terms of production, but Markkinen out helps him because it gives him more shots. The other guy we look at there is Simone Fontecchio, who will probably start if Markkinen's out. The question mark is going to be, does Clarkson or Sexton return? I doubt it. But I don't. I have more. I think they're more likely to return than Markin at this point. But I don't know that. The other one to watch is going to be Kelly Olynyk, and then we're going to open up Abaji. We're going to open up Fontecchio. Obviously Horton Tucker and Dunn with the two guards being out. If Olynyk happens to be out, well, do you remember Jarrell Brantley? Well, he's back in pog form, and he's back and playing minutes. That could be a deeper league guy. I can't believe Jarrell Brantley is back. He was a second round pick of the Jazz about three years ago. Um, and he is a guy that maybe can put up numbers. So if you're in a deep, deep league, like Jarrell Brantley, amazingly, I think he's going to have some value. I, amazingly. But they are absolutely on watch there, and you throw a Linux into that mix. For the Wizards, I don't know this at all, but I do fear that Beal is out. Knee soreness is an iffy diagnosis. Um, Kuzma's ankle is a legitimate injury, but I don't think they're going to push him back. He's got free agency coming up as well. So we go with Avdia there. We look at the value increase of Gafford. The Delon Wright or Monte Morris is dealing with his back problem. So Delon Wright's value pushes up again. You've got Jordan Goodwood, Corey Kispert in there. And I've also thrown Kristaps uh, Porzingis on the list. He's not injured. He hasn't been shut down. Nothing's happening. But at some point you can see, probably I would guess towards the end of the week, that he does sit down. And that obviously opens up more for Gafford. It probably means someone like Anthony Gill is able to step up as well. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> ah, double warning. Um, and then the Rockets. I don't think that Smith or Shingoon or Porter or, or Green or any of those guys are going to sit. The guy to watch is the wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. He's got this ankle soreness that saw him sit one game of back-to-back. -back. Okay, he'll be back. And now he's just sitting other games. He's had the ankle problem all year. It gives them more minutes for Tari Eason. I think Tate might be done. There's going to be other names to add to this list, but these are all the teams that aren't really going to go for the plane. They're going to be looking at more evaluation mode. And they are really at risk of not playing for the final two weeks, I think. There might be other names. If there's any other names that you think, drop them in the comments down below. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built March Madness. The bracket is here. If you've got a favorite Built Bar, I know you do. If you've got a favorite Built Puff, you probably do that as well. Well, you can go vote for your favorite over at BuiltMarchMadness.com. And when you do, well, when you go vote for your favorite, Cookies and Cream, that's the one you should be putting the vote on. But you've got a chance to win Built Bars. 50 Locked On listeners are going to win a box of Built Bars, but one lucky Locked On listener is going to win a 12-month subscription to Built Bar. You get Built Bars delivered to your house every month. It doesn't get any better than that because these are the best tasting protein bars ever covered in 100% real chocolate. Low in calories, low in fat, low in sugar, high in protein. It's the perfect snack, but also the perfect protein supplement when you've been banging and chucking around steel at the gym. That's what Built Bar can do. So go to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now. Vote for your favorite bar or puff. You can pick up a box while you're there as well. You go into the drawer to win boxes of Built Bars. What more could you ask for? Built Bar is built different. Let's look at some top 100 players over the last week. Torian Prince, yes, because he hit eight of eight threes. I don't think there's anything to really see there, especially with Towns back and Edwards on the way back. Denny Avdia, we've spoken at length about him. He's on the bloody thumbnail. Yes, he's worth adding with Beal out. Um, Boucher, yes, Barnes and Trent and Achua all out impact him. When they all play, he drops way off, but he is fine to try for now. Trent and Watford, yes. Shaden Sharp, yes. Obvious, obvious ads. Gary Harris, that is a strange one, isn't it? 
He's playing a few more minutes, but we are seeing Suggs and Wagner return for the Magic today, so that does hurt, Gaz. I wouldn't be rushing to add him. Nas Reed is a very, very interesting one for us to watch today. They said that they want to play more two big lineups, even with Gobert and Towns there. And if Reed can get 20 minutes a night and they're going to run that big situation, yeah, he's useful. Do I feel super strong about it? Not really. But he is an option for us, absolutely. And then Grayson Allen, top 100 player last week. And and the Bucks have three games in four nights to start this week. He can get you a sneaky steal. He can get maybe double-digit points, but he gets multiple threes. And his role is relatively secure. And he's always available. Because he's bad, but he's always available. But he has snuck into the top 100, and he does have a good schedule coming up. It's one that you can't ignore, because I'm not going to ignore it as we talk about what happens at the start of this week, Monday through Thursday. And the top guy on my list is Grayson Allen. Three games. Yes, one of them is on Wednesday, where there are 10 games on, so you may or may not be able to use him. But there's still really good value in that. The Pelicans also have three games to start the week. So Josh Richardson, 24 minutes a night, maybe. 20 minutes a night, maybe. But the only team that plays four quality games, no other team plays two. So he's got a two-quality game advantage on any other player on any other team. We love that. Shaden Sharp and Trenton Watford, really strong ads, obviously, and they've got a good start to the week. The bottom four names on this list that I'm going to talk about now are guys that only have one game in the first four nights of the week and are probably considered expendable. By the way, just saw an update on the um, uh, paces, and they've listed Turner questionable again, and they've listed Tyrese Halliburton questionable again. So, hmm... Very, very interesting. Halliburton came back, played two games, and he's back on the injury report. Very interesting. That's for Monday's game. Watch that one. Um, these guys on this list, Royce O'Neal, Dante DiVincenzo, Karis Levert, and Bogdan Bogdanovic. One game in the first four nights of next week. The Nets have a shocking schedule. And just to get more games in, these guys are not worth the hold. I think you can drop all of those guys. They might have interesting one-game performances, but when we're looking at trying to get more value in at the start of the week, especially when you've got the weirdness at the end of the week with two 13-game days, yeah, I think that those guys need to be considered expendable players. Let's just go through some, some other names that need discussing. Chris Duarte also out. I think he's done. Um, just that. I'm just giving updates live as they come through here. Tari Eason is a name that we should be rostering at this point. He's not playing 39 unless Shingun or Smith are out, but he's playing 24 a night. If, if Tate is out, then I think Tate is probably cooked. Another one to watch is Alexei Pokashevsky. I'm not adding Poku, but he is going to be returning and playing. I think he's actually going to play today. There is, yeah, there's Pig Williams there, obviously, but the other guys like Sharich and Robinson Earl and Aaron Wiggins, they're not big threats to him, I wouldn't have thought. So Poku, he's not anywhere near game shape. He's not a 12-team league guy. We just want to watch. There might be a one or two game situation where he's going to be worth streaming but he's going to be pretty rusty in the first week or so, I'm guessing, coming back from a broken leg. Max Struess has taken the minutes of Victor Oladipo in Miami. He's played 30 the last two. I don't expect him to play 30 every game, but if Oladipo's not the rotation, if Lowry has to sit games and Butler has time off at all, which I don't, he hasn't, but if he does, Struess is at least an interesting streamer when we're looking at three-pointers. The five-minute man, Bones Highland. Big minutes last game with man getting hurt. Blow out the game before, but he's in the rotation, at least until Norman Powell returns. When Powell returns, I imagine that Highland's gone. But for now, if you're looking for some points and threes, yeah, Bones is in that mix, along with Gordon and Mann. Again, a few things in the last two games have helped. Blowout in one, Mann injury in the second one. 
and that's helped Bones and obviously Norman Powell being out, but he's in the mix. Benning Matherin's on this list of other names to watch. He's been terrible. He's been bad for fantasy basically all season. He struggles in that starting lineup. Now, if Halliburton does happen to be out, it will hap- It will help um, Benedict Matherin. But I'm not convinced that he's a must-roster player. Tony Warren, who was out of the rotation in Phoenix, has now played like 26 minutes the last game, 20 minutes the game before that, taking minutes away from Joshua Kogi and from Tory Craig. Yes, Kevin Durant is likely to return on Wednesday. Hey, also shout out LeBron returned today off the bench for the Lakers. Um, Warren... Look, literally out of nowhere. I don't know why he's in the rotation now or why it took Monty Williams this long, but here we are. And as a short-term streamer, if this is going to be the case, and I think it is, because let's be fair, Josh Okoge is not a good player. And they were relying upon him to play a lot of minutes. And Monty Williams has just gone, what am I doing with this bloke? He's not that good. And he's gone with someone who's also not that good and banged up with injuries, but they're leaning a little bit towards Warren. Jordan Wara was trending down, 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 and they hit like 33 points last game. If we do expect some injuries like Halliburton and Heald and those guys to sit. And Wara's always going to be, hey, let's try to take a cheeky flyer on a points and three streamer. He always seems to play more minutes than Neesmith when he comes off the bench behind him. He's probably more a 14-team league guy, but we pay some attention to him. And then Johnny Kaminga, who the um, the concerns on him remain real because Steve Kerr will just bench him at the drop of a hat. Oh, you missed your first two shots? Cool, you're playing 14 minutes tonight. You hit your first three, 28 makes it really hard for us to understand when and where to play him. Now, I don't think that Wiggins is returning this regular season, but I do know that Gary Payton is. And Gary Payton's another player who can just mix in there. Part of the reason why I want to drop Dante DiVincenzo as well. But another player that just mixes in who can play the one, two, three, and four, Gary Payton. He defends fours quite a bit. And that will give another reason for Steve Kerr to say, well, Kaminga, you're not hitting every shot tonight, so maybe sit down. He's totally okay to have, but the inconsistency, I think, is going to remain a pretty real problem. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.